Hey guys, what's up? It's Jordan from the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today is number 261, I do believe. Um, another week of podcast coming at you after Christmas time, 2018. Uh, today is December 28. Hope you all had a great holiday and you are ready to get an early jump start on your fitness goals. You're not just waiting to the new year. You're not being the cliche, right? You're not being the cliche New Year's resolution in the gym person, right? Um, I hope not because you listen to this podcast, you know the importance of consistency, of keeping things sustainable and getting started right away. So hopefully you're about to jump in uh, to a workout. If you're listening to this, you're going to go walk the dogs, you're going to go make a nice dinner, uh, anything to support a healthier and fit you. uh, And that is my little challenge to you, I guess, in today's episode. I do want to just say before starting that today's episode is all based around questions from you guys, the listeners, answering two big ones today, uh, and also just talking a little bit in this podcast. So uh, if you want to get your question answered on the podcast, you want to submit something for me to go over and answer for you, just go to Instagram, look up Stoltzfit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T, on Instagram and shoot me a direct message. Those are where these questions are coming from. I also have a contact form uh, on my website, triplefpodcast.com slash contact. But in my opinion, uh, Instagram works a lot better and uh, it's easier to kind of get longer answers from people and go back and forth a couple times if I need to. So that's the place to go if you want your question answered by me and on the podcast. It can be anonymous. It can be uh, I can call you know give you a shout out whatever you whatever you want whatever you're into I can do that. Let's get started with today's episode 261. I'm going to talk about um, programming considerations of the CrossFit specifically for strength and size, and I'm going to talk about mas- massage, stretching, recovery, and some plans for the podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here coming at you with another podcast. Uh, This one is the weekly podcast for fitness, food, and freedom. Uh, And it's the 28th of December right now, so it's post-Christmas, right? Post-holidays. Hopefully, you guys all did great over the holidays. Stick into your gym plan, stick into your diet plan, whatever you're doing, and hopefully whatever those plans were. Uh, were sustainable enough and set you up for success so it really wasn't that big of a deal to stick to them over the holidays and if you missed it I would say my advice is just to move on not not really dwell on it and you know keep your eyes moving forward keep chugging along Um, I saw a great quote today I think it was Maddie Fusaro that posted it maybe someone I want to get on the podcast eventually Um, I think RP strength also put it on Uh, the quote said something along the lines of it doesn't necessarily matter what what you do from Christmas to New Year's what really matters is New Year's to Christmas right and I love that because that really that really tells the importance of the fact that you are what you consistently do right and that's 
that's just a fact here. With fitness, you are what you repeatedly do, what you consistently do, and your habits are really what create you, right? So I don't wanna see anybody get too discouraged and kind of lose the whole year or lose all of their motivation because of what happens between the holidays, between Christmas and New Year's, you know, when in reality, it's not that big of a deal and the best thing you can do is get in what you can, do what you can, try to make good choices, learn from it and, um, you know, learn from those experiences, come back stronger the next time. Keep your eyes forward, keep moving, keep chugging along. That's my advice. Christmas went well for me. Um, was able to basically hit everything that I wanted to as far as my goals are concerned. Had some time off, so I was able to uh, work on some podcast stuff, which is pretty exciting. As far as the podcast plans, I'm gonna get into that in the next episode a little bit more deep, right? Because I wanna do kind of a plans for 2019 type episode, and um, uh, that's that's where I wanna put most of my focus on next episodes. I'm gonna talk more about the podcast, the show, things I've learned, how 2018 went, all those different things, the different changes in my life. Uh, so that's what I wanna talk about next week. Today I wanna answer some questions more so, and uh, kinda get into those little details later. So these questions, like I said in the intro, all come from Instagram. So these are all uh, through direct messages on Instagram. If you wanna ask your question for me to answer, go to Instagram, it's at Stoltzfit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T. And I got some really good ones this week and these ones are ones that I could really nerd out about, right? No nutrition ones this week, which is kind of interesting, but where, you know, this first question has a little bit to do with nutrition. This one is about CrossFit specifically. And I don't want you to get turned off by that if you don't really do CrossFit or not really something that interests you. The stuff that I talk about in this question is going to apply to everybody and it's going to be concepts that are really important to grasp, right? As far as exercise selection, as far as programming, kind of what you want to, and as far as, um, what you need to focus on depending on what your goal is. Those are the things I'm gonna talk about right after this. All right, guys, so this question is a very, very good one. It is saying, is there any point to bulking while doing CrossFit? Uh, This person is very into CrossFit, but also wants to be really strong, also wants to be relatively large and look good right, to have an aesthetic body, to perform well in CrossFit because that's what they enjoy, and to be very strong, almost like a power lifter, and also kind of asking the nutrition side along with this as far as bulking is concerned. Um, But this is a lot more than that, right? This is about how to train, this is about what to focus on, this is about programming, exercise selection, all of these things. Um, And I'm gonna try to touch on them a little bit, give you guys a good overview of how you can think about stuff like CrossFit and think about your own fitness goals when you have multiple goals, right? Because I know that's a lot of you guys. You have strength goals, right? You wanna be able to perform well in strength movements like the squat, the bench, the deadlift, right? If someone asks how much you bench, you wanna be able to tell them a respectable number, right? I get that, I totally get that. Uh, But you also want to look good, right? You want to be relatively lean. You don't want to be strong but really fat. You want to, you know, have an aesthetic body. And maybe if you're a guy, be relatively large. If you're a female, maybe be relatively small, right? But still have that strength. And then on top of that, this person wants um, 
the CrossFit performance as well, right? Because that is their sport, whether you consider it a sport or not, uh, that is what they want to perform well at. So I would call it a sport, right? Because that is your performance goals. So you have performance, strength, and uh, aesthetic goals all at once, all mixed in. I think a lot of you guys are in the same boat. Heck, I think I'm in the same boat sometimes, right? Because yeah, I want to have strength. I want to have show, right? I want to have the show and the go, not just the go and no show. Wait, or the show and no go, right? I guess it works both ways. Um, but it's, it's a good question of how to balance things and how to focus on something like CrossFit um, while still achieving the others. And specifically this person, it was a very long message, specifically this person was worried about isolation movements, hypertrophy in the arms, the shoulders, the chest, the different areas of your body uh, that you need to work on uh, to grow, right? That you might need to isolate. So I would say in general that it does pay to bulk in CrossFit to answer that question because you need your strength, right? All the best CrossFitters, uh, whether it's Matt Frazier, Jason Kalipa, Rich Froning, all of these guys have insane levels of strength, right? Like, yeah, they can climb ropes, do burpees, do all this crazy stuff they're doing in the competitions, but underneath that is years and years of building a base layer of strength. So I think in every sport, in every type of competition, strength is going to be a huge advantage for you, whether it's football, tennis, golf, powerlifting, bodybuilding, CrossFit, anything like that, strength is going to be a very, very big advantage for you and should be something that you focus on, right? You're making a mistake if you jump right into what that sport tells you and you're really specific to that and you ignore strength. So I would say it's important to eat in a calorie surplus if you're talking nutrition, but more so with your training, focus on the fundamental movements of that sport. So if it's CrossFit, you're gonna get a very strong deadlift, you're gonna get strong Olympic lifts, you're gonna have a strong squat, a strong overhead squat, because that's something that they do often, and that would carry over to the snatch, right? You want all of these different things to be strong bases. You don't want any weak links in this chain. Uh, so that is my first advice, is to always focus on strength as a base, right? If you don't have a strong base, you're not gonna do very well in your performance in general. Um, for CrossFit, it gets a little trickier because relative strength is so important, right? You have your body weight movements, you have, uh, things with uh well i guess you don't really have weight you don't really have weight classes in crossfit but you want to be as efficient with your weight as possible right? you don't really want a ton of exercise to move around because you're doing so much conditioning so much endurance work you're running right you're pounding away in the joints you're doing box jumps for 100 reps where you're going to be pounding on the knees over and over again and you don't want a bunch of weight pounding on those joints. So it's important to uh, be relatively light and strong, which is way easier said than done, right? That is a really hard thing to achieve. Uh, so in general, you're gonna see a big strength gain just by having less body weight to carry around and to do the body weight movements with. That's gonna be performance in CrossFit. That's gonna carry over to being lean and aesthetic, right? So those are things that are really important and that you should focus on. If you're CrossFit gym, if you're CrossFit workouts of the day, don't focus on strength and you are having a hard time with relative strength, things like that, you probably need to reconsider either your gym, your programming, or how you're approaching your diet. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on though was this question about hypertrophy work while doing other stuff like CrossFit and powerlifting. 
This is a very, very good question, and this is one that is very complex and I could get really, really deep into, right? So essentially talking about how do you focus on areas such as the shoulders, arms, chest, anything, while you have performance goals such as powerlifting or CrossFit. So if somebody is a powerlifter, if someone is a CrossFitter, that type of training doesn't usually include in the programming a lot of isolation work, right? For things like the side delts, the biceps, these different body parts. In powerlifting, there'll be a little bit of accessory work. In CrossFit, it's, it's, it's some as well, but usually it's all sticking to the compound movements in both aspects. So do you need them is the first question. And then how would you put them in, I guess, is the second question. The first question of do you need them is not really depending on what your first goal is. And this kind of goes back to the priorities thing is that it's really important to prioritize in your fitness journey what's the most important to you, right? Because you don't want uh, to not really be really good at anything and be a master of none, right? You want to you want to be good at something and master that. And if it's powerlifting that you really want to be good at and that's what you prioritize, then strength is, number, is your number one priority. Prioritize that strength training, that powerlifting training, and don't worry so much about the other things. You will get respectable looking, okay, with your compound movements, I would say. And that applies to CrossFit and that applies to powerlifting. If that's your main focus, then I would say you're fine with the compound lifts. Keep in mind you're going to miss out on some benefit from the isolation movements. But in general, the compound lifts are going to do it, right? You say you want big arms, but you know, can you do pull-ups with 100 plus pounds hanging from your waist? You say you want big shoulders, can you overhead press or hold overhead, you know, 225 pounds? These are just random numbers I'm throwing out, but it's it's the concept of getting really strong at main exercises, indicator lifts, and letting that be the determining factor for your size, right? It lets your size and your strength go hand in hand. It eliminates the need for all these isolation movements. Uh, that's the concept behind it, and in general, you're relatively okay doing that. If you're okay with prioritizing your performance in powerlifting or CrossFit over how you look in all these certain body parts, because I will say that there is definitely a time and a place for isolation work, and I do not think it's really overrated. I think it's actually very, very valuable to be able to isolate the biceps, to be able to isolate the front delt and the side delt, to be able to isolate the pecs and the lats and the traps, right? To be able to isolate all these different muscles and work them specifically with your mind-muscle connection, just like a bodybuilder, with your uh, you know, intent and purpose of accomplishing something on that certain body part. I would say it's really, really important to be able to do that and it's not overrated at all. I think isolation work is one of the keys to a great physique and a great aesthetic look if that's what you're after. But there you go, right? You need to make sure that um, your volume is being spent on stuff that will benefit you the most, right? So figure out what your biggest goal is, what the thing you want the most is and then realize that you only have a certain amount of volume each workout to play with, and this isn't the mathematical way to put it, but this is really the way it is, is you have a max 
recoverable volume essentially, right? MRV is what it's called and that's the amount of volume that you are able to recover from. That's the amount of volume that's the max that you can do. You can keep track of that, you can find that number. Um, and you need to make sure, even if you don't know the number, that the majority of your volume is by the stuff that you care about, right? So if you care about growing you know, massive arms, maybe you should be putting your arms first in your workouts and making sure that you put quality volume towards your arms, right? And don't just throw it in at the end once you're really tired. If what you care about is your CrossFit performance and the Olympic lifts, that better be early in the workout, right? And you don't wanna throw in a bunch of junk volume at the end that doesn't really do anything. So you keep in mind you have a certain amount of effective volume and if you are throwing in too many different conflicting goals and too many things, you're really not getting a lot of benefit by that stuff at the end anyway. So it's important to realize your priorities. It's important to realize what you can do and that you can't spread yourself too thin, I guess is really the main thing here. Um, so overall, do you need the isolation exercises? I think yes, if your goal is to have the most aesthetic physique possible. Uh, do you need these isolation movements to be good at powerlifting, to be good at CrossFit, or to even do mainly powerlifting across it with a little bit of aesthetics? No, I don't think so. You're better off focusing that volume on those things that matter. Um, but if you wanted to include it, you definitely could. And how I would do that is probably just do sessions in between my other sessions. So I would do like two workout plans in one essentially. And keep in mind that this will inhibit a little bit of recovery and this will inhibit a little bit of performance in the next workout. That's something you're sacrificing to include these exercises. So what this looks like is maybe doing a, this works better in CrossFit than powerlifting for sure. So you're not fatiguing too many muscles like the triceps. Um, pick a body part that you wanna specialize on and do two sessions a week of just isolation movements for that body part in between your CrossFit workouts. That's how I would structure it. Uh, so let's say you do five CrossFit workouts a week and you have a rest day on a Wednesday and a Saturday. On Wednesday and Saturday, you're just gonna take some resistance bands, maybe some dumbbells, maybe machines, and you're just gonna do if it's arms you want, you're just gonna do arm workouts those days. Nothing crazy, don't smoke them, don't make yourself really sore. Just get that stimulus going, just get some frequency in there and that will make a big, big difference. You're just increasing the overall volume of the week by increasing the frequency and you're not doing it in the same session where taking away from your other stuff. Uh, so that's how I would structure it most likely is all these little sessions uh, in between CrossFit workouts or powerlifting workouts even, even though it's a little bit more risky. Uh, you can do this with any body part, right? If it's a back, if it's chest, if it's legs, you just wanna focus on, uh, be best to focus on something that isn't coming up the very next day and your main priority. And it's probably a good idea to not do many compound lifts keep your CNS fresh and maybe stick to the isolation movements on those days. So that's pretty much my answer. Long-winded, definitely went down a rabbit hole, but that's my answer and I think that it's a deep, deep topic that you could really dive into as far as what your body can recover from, what your main focus is, 
um, how to combine different styles of training. It's not easy. It can be done. You have to realize you're sacrificing uh, a certain amount of excellence every time you add in a different style of training to one style, right? So if you want to be the best CrossFitter around, you better only be doing that. And if you want to be the strongest powerlifter, you better not be doing CrossFit on the weekends, right? These are the things that really matter. Next question is about mobility. One of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, this one is basically just comparing two things. So what is better, massage or stretching or both? And can I do stretching at night before bed? This is the question. Uh, thanks for this question. In general, it's all good, right? I think that it's neither of them is harmful and both are probably beneficial. I would say in general, stretching is going to be a little bit better than massage. Um, and the reason I say that isn't because of the effect it necessarily has, it's because of how easy it is to do anywhere and anytime. I, I am kind of a strong believer in frequent mobility and not really like long mobility sessions. So if you think about how you would structure, let's say um, a massage, right? You'd probably go in for an hour and you get a massage, right? Maybe once a week. So per month, let's say, uh, you're getting four massages. Um, if it's stretching, you can do that every day. You can do that five times a day. You can do that three times a day. Let's say you do it three times a day, seven days a week. That's 21 stretching sessions you have per week. On uh, you know, you're looking at 84 a month. So you're getting way more frequent mobility work with some good stretching. Um, that's kind of why I think stretching is a little bit better, just because massage is really hard to do infrequently. That being said, massage is really valuable for relaxation and um, for making you just feel a little bit better, right? If pain is something you're dealing with, if you have something like a sore shoulder, um, a really targeted pain, right? Something in a specific area, it's not good to stretch that area necessarily. A massage might be more beneficial. So. Let me restate that because I feel like I went down a quick little rabbit hole and said something that's really important. Um, if you have a specific pain area or something that you really want to work on targeted, massage is a good idea to work on that. Um, if it's just a global mobility focus, I would say stretching is better just because you can do it multiple times through the day. You can do it uh, at home, at work, in the car. You can do it everywhere. Um, and you're probably going to get better benefit from that frequency than just going once a week to a massage therapist. Um, both are good though. I think a mix of both is the best option. So if you can stretch a lot, you know, multiple times per day, even, um, minimum one time a day, and then also get a massage, then that's great. That's even better right? You can get that targeted work and you can get the global work and you can just increase that flexibility. Now I want to talk about a little bit, you know, and we'll short answer too for stretching before bed. Love that idea. That is what I do. Um, I think it's a great way to relax for the night to get into the parasympathetic system, right? To just kind of mellow down a little bit. It's a great thing to do. It's, it's, definitely one of my favorites and it actually helps me sleep better and sleep with better posture I realized which helps me wake up the next day more fresh so totally recommend uh, some kind of foam rolling massage you know lacrosse ball type rolling or um, stretching before bed 
I do want to talk a little bit about stretching itself though and how I would recommend going about it and some things to consider with stretching. Um, I'm not really a big fan of just passive stretching. So what I mean by that is, you know, sitting in a stretch and just staying there for five minutes. It does have a little bit of benefit. It does have some, but I would say that it's it's very limited and it's actually going to cause a lot of discomfort that's not really necessary. And I'm, I am game though with sitting in stretches for like one to two minutes, but I think while you're in that stretch, it needs to be active, right? You don't really wanna be passive. Let's say you stretch your squat and you drop down into a squat your elbows are on the inside of your knees, right? Your chest is up, you're sitting back on your heels, uh, and you're doing a, a stretch that way. I like to do that stretch. I like to actually wrap a really thick band around like a pole or something, and then let that be around where my waistband would be of my shorts. And that's a really good way to kind of pull the pelvis a little bit and make it easier to get into that squat if you have a hard time. That might be one to put on a YouTube channel sometime because that's a little hard to describe. But get down in that squat, and you know, hang in that position for two minutes or so. But what I don't want you to do is just to sit there while you're watching TV, right? What you wanna do is be active in that position. Move your legs side to side, isolate each leg. Look at your right knee, move that in and out, in and out, almost like you're flossing. Uh, do that same thing with the left leg, maybe bounce up and down a little bit, maybe straighten the legs while you, you know, bend over and then you drop back down. Maybe you rock forward and back. Maybe you focus on your ankle and you rock forward and back over your ankle on each side. Do things actively and push things in the range of motion. Um, activate muscles while you're stretching. That's another big one. If you're doing a hip stretch, don't just sit passively in the hip flexor stretch. You need to you know, focus on how your spine is. You need to focus on your pelvis. Do you have your glutes firing, right? Is your butt flexing? Are your abs tight enough that your spine is straight? Are you relaxed? Is your head in a good position? All these different things are things you can be conscious of and improve yourself as you go through these. You're gonna get a better stretch, you're gonna stretch what you're supposed to, and you're gonna work on some activation in the same drill. So, you know, be really active in your stretching. Don't just passively sit there, but do spend a lot of time in those positions and stretches and do them frequently throughout the day. That's what I prefer. I like to kind of create a little tiny routine in my notes folder or my notes app on my phone and go through that at least three times a day. Uh, and I pick different stretches depending on how I feel, what I need to work on. So right now it looks something like um, I do pec stretch against a door frame and that's about a minute and a half aside, just kind of moving the arm up and down once in a while, pushing in and out, um, you know, firing the chest, contracting and relaxing the chest a little bit. Um, then I do a couple band stretches for my neck and um, a hip flexor stretch with my office chair. And those are, the neck one has three stretches in it, so that's five stretches. And those are the ones that I focus on. Sometimes I focus on uh, leg ones, if my legs are a little sore, I'll do a quad stretch, the hip stretch, a glute stretch, like a pigeon pose type thing, um, and one like kind of active sit called a tie sit. I'll do that several times throughout the day, and it's short. It maybe takes me, I don't know, seven, eight minutes total between all the stretches, right? It's roughly two minutes per stretch. So 
uh, let's call it three minutes of stretch. You're looking at probably actually like 10 minutes of stretching um, and do that a few times throughout the day. I prefer that to one big 30 minute stretch session. And then sometimes if I want to, I'll do that stretching before bed. But if I don't, I don't feel like I missed out on mobility because I did it throughout the day as well. Um, that's my favorite. I would like to say one other thing, which is my favorite form of stretching is weight training. And this is something that I've been thinking about doing a whole episode on, um, but I'll kind of tease it here a little bit, is that weight training is stretching. And if you weight train regularly, you are actually doing weighted stretches, which is very, very beneficial, and it will really, really help you. So think about lat pull downs, for example, right, or pull-ups. You're hanging, right? You're getting your arms over your head. You're stretching your lats. You're having your shoulders stretched. That is a loaded position that you don't really get that often in normal life. A squat, you have weight pushing you down to that squat position where you barely hang out in anymore, right? Um, uh, Straight leg deadlift, you have your knees nearly locked, slightly bent, and you're bending over at the waist, hip hinging, and getting a nice hamstring stretch with the weight pulling you down to that position. Plus, you have to be active, brace the core, right, so your back doesn't round, and bring the hips forward with the glutes. So these are just a few examples. I'll go over that again in a future episode. Um, But weight training is one of the best kinds of stretching you can do, which is kind of my little experiment I've been doing is weight training more frequently, doing more sessions per week, um, even if that's just little isolation ones like I talked about um, in the last question. Just because it's almost like mobility work in itself, right? Yeah, you're challenging the muscle, you're creating a stimulus, you're getting better at the exercise, you're taxing your CNS, all this stuff. Uh, But what you are doing also is you're focusing on some mobility and some weighted drills that are going to benefit you. Uh, If you squat every day with a barbell, you are going to have pretty flexible hips and ankles and shoulders just because you're getting to that position all the time and the weight's pushing you in there and you're getting better at it, right? So those, that's an important thing to note as well. Um, I, a lot of talk about stretching here. I could talk about stretching a long time about what kind of mobility work I prefer. But in general, stretching is great. Massage is great. Do both. Um, it's nice to do mobility work more frequently instead of big sessions. So I would suggest doing more weight training. I would suggest breaking your mobility up into several sessions throughout the day. Maybe stretch before bed just to kind of relax and to uh, in increase your sleep quality and decrease the pain the next day and if you have a part part that hurts a problem area that you want targeted go to a massage therapist Um, but always like a combo of everything is the best I wish that people in that industry as far as chiropractic massage therapy physical therapy personal trainers everybody all work together for the greater good of people and didn't you know, only believe in their way and weren't super dogmatic about their way. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is if a massage therapist thinks that there's no use in physical therapy or chiropractic or a chiropractor thinks they can cure everything with popping some joints, but doesn't see the value in stretching or uh, physical therapy and a physical therapist looks down on all those other people because they're not the same level of education or something like that. Um, I think that's just ludicrous and people would be way better off if they were able to balance all of those things into one big healthy movement practice. That would be where the Holy Grail is located.
All right, and that is it for today. Uh, nice episode here answering a couple questions. If you have a question you want answered, just go to Instagram at StoltzFit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T. I'm getting real efficient at spelling that pretty fast on the podcast. I'll be back next week, and guess what? This was the last episode of 2018. Thank you so much for all your support over this whole year. I will talk more about 2018 and um, what's to come in 2019 on next week's podcast coming out on Friday, most likely. Uh, So I'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Till next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.